Welcome to the OTT Cast by FX Digital. I'm your host, Linda Murphy Erickson. At the OTT Cast, we take a deep dive into the world of OTT, an acronym for over the top, which refers to streaming content via an internet connection. This is your one stop shop for all things connected TV. Today, I will be joined by David Flores, lead developer here at FX Digital. David has been with FX for two and a half years and has watched the business grow from strength to strength as FX becomes a key player in the OTT and connected TV industry. Welcome and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. What first sparked your passion for being a developer? Um, my story starts with my dad is a software developer. So when I grew up, he was always around computers and like coding and doing all that kind of stuff. So obviously as a child, when you're young, you admire your dad and you're like, oh, what you do is incredible. You're so smart. So he told me a little bit about software development. I still remember him teaching me if statements and how to use curly braces in code. Um, but then, yeah, it, it got to my teenage years. And as anyone, I had a lot of teenage angst in my life. And I decided I would not be uh, like my dad. And obviously, as everyone goes through that phase, it's like, I don't want to be my dad. I, I, I want to be something cool. I want to be something different. Um, so I decided to study music technology in university because I love music. I've always been very passionate about music. Mm. And it seemed like a really cool mix of being involved in music while still being somewhat uh, technical, being an engineer. So I, w- I wanted to become an audio engineer or a producer. Oh, so you wanted to work in like Abbey Road Studios? Yeah, that was my dream. That was that's the main reason I moved to the UK, really, because I love the Beatles. So yeah, I wanted to be, I wanted to be in, uh, in Abbey Road. That was like the dream. Uh, so in university, we started and we had to do programming there. Uh, it was just part of the modules. And I realized that I was actually quite good at it. Uh, it. It just came naturally to me. I did the first the first year of programming. It went really well. I remember like helping my fellow students with their code until like 11 o'clock at night, midnight, to, to help them out. And I, that's when I discovered another one of my passions, which was helping people and teaching code. I find that very, very rewarding to be able to be with someone and teach them something they don't know and you see their faces when they get to a conclusion because the, ni- the nicest thing about coding I think is that you get to see the fruits of your labor you get to see something that you've created mm. through the, your code yeah it's instant right somewhat instant gratification from seeing it on the screen or listening to a nice sound effect whatever it may be that you're coding you get to see instant results and you get to do all this trouble fixing so yeah, to call this story short, uh, I got into coding through university uh, whilst not wanting to be my dad and ended up in exactly the same position as my dad now. Uh, I'm very grateful to him for all that he's taught me when I was a child. Oh, nice. Do you, can you see like some specific personalities when it comes to being a developer? It will sound weird, but I think you, ha- you have to be kind of a bit of neurotic. <laughs> you have to be strong. <laughs> I would say those are some words that I would describe a developer. Uh, software development is not hard in the sense of like anyone can learn it. It's just like... Anyone can learn a new language, anyone can learn how to apply logic to anything, mm-hmm. but it's also very frustrating at many times. It can be uh, very challenging, so you can meet with a lot of roadblocks in, in your career, in your, in, your prog- in your progression, or whenever you're doing any program. So if you don't have that resilience, it's going to be very difficult for you to move on. But I think you also have to be very curious. I think that's, that's the main thing of it. You have to be someone who wants to know how things work, and someone who wants to apply logic to everything, and someone who's very keen to do problem solving in every single task that they do in their lives. So loads of people who are developers are people who will have to-do lists in their day-to-day because they can just tick things off. Yeah. And that's basically how computers operate, really, isn't it? Like they just follow a set of instructions, a set of rules and lists 
that we tell them as developers. Mm -hmm. So when you start, this will sound really weird and really meta, but when you start thinking like the machine and you become one, whatever singularity that may be, you're probably in the good part of being a developer. So David, what's unique about your role here at FX? My role at FX is the lead developer uh, of the company. So it means that I overlook the dev department alongside the principal developer. And together we manage the developers and we manage the technologies and the approaches that we take for our, our products and our clients. My role specifically focuses on the technologies that we use, a little bit more than uh, people development. I've been heavily involved in the frameworks that we use in the company for developing our applications and for speeding our processes and for really putting effects at the forefront of the OTT environments and, and, and businesses. Mm -hmm. So I'm one of the early adopters, if that's the word, uh, of these frameworks and these new processes and I bring them to the clients and I teach a lot of the people in the company how to use these frameworks and what's best to use them and listen to their feedback into how can we improve them. So right now I'm kind of acting as a bridge between the products, which is the frameworks that we're launching and the client delivery teams. It's really interesting for me to be in that position because I can learn what we want from external sources or so from the clients, but we can I can also learn where we want to go as a product and as a, as a company. So I think... Yeah, I think that's what's unique about my role, really, in essence. Definitely, sounds good. Is that kind of what motivates you to, to have a challenge and kind of explore and research and find out new solutions? I always want to improve what we have and I always want us to be the best that we can possibly be, whether that is being the best company in the world at whatever we may be doing. That's what I want us to be and I want to help to take us that place. So what motivates me is knowing that the solutions that exist out there currently are nowhere near as good as what we can offer to all the clients, nowhere near as rapid and nowhere near as efficient as what we can do. So that's what motivates me to really develop products that I can take to my family, for example, or to my friends and say, hey, look, I developed this. We created this in my company and it's amazing. Like we worked with a client that a lot of my friends use, uh, the product. Yeah. So it's amazing to go like, oh yeah, did you watch that event the other day? It's because of me. That's pretty cool. And it's obviously not because of me. It's because of the amazing team that surrounds everyone in here. Yeah, I think that's what motivates me all the time. It's a bit of an ego boost, but yeah, it's to make sure that we deliver the best that we can possibly deliver. Definitely. That, that kind of, I must say, that is kind of exciting to say to your friends that we've, I've done that. Yeah. And so many people, you reach so many people. Where do you see the future of connected TV? Like what's, the, what's next? If we take a look at the history of TV development, TV apps... Obviously, the, the big hitter has always been Netflix, right? And Netflix disrupted the industry massively. When it came out, it changed how we consume content. And we have all these in links now with social media and whatnot. And I was reading this really interesting article the other day of how social media might be what kills live broadcasting of sports because young generations are no longer watching live matches. Uh, so, for example, they rather watch highlights of a match or, you know, the top best goals or whatever, so, for example, if you're an NBA fan, you know that LeBron James might be one of the best players in the world, yep. but you're not going to sit down to watch a two-hour NBA game. You're just going to go and watch uh, the highlights on TikTok or whatever. Because what's happening now is that a lot of sports providers want to create this snackable content and create their own type of content. So, for example, we had that with Formula One with the Drive to Survive series. Mm. That brought a lot of fans into the, into the sports. So we get more and more sports providers wanting to have an application there that they can use to reach out to new audiences. So where do I see it? Growing. That's that's the simple answer, I think. Who do you look up to in, in the development area of connected TV? I mean, the answer, I know I've been talking about a lot of shortcomings from Netflix, but mm. 
they are still the big hitters, right? And what, what they've done and how they've grown and how many devices they reach, it's, it's amazing, uh, considering how many of them are very low-spec devices. And we know the pains here of working with low-spec devices. So knowing that they can deliver a performance app on those things is amazing. Also, talking about other people, uh, BT Sports, for example, recently launched an app where their highlights and their timeline looks amazing because, for example, if you're watching football, mm. it highlights when a yellow card or a goal happens rather than saying, go back to this point. It actually says what's happened on that point and you can skip back. So loads of uh, content delivery uh, providers mm. are, are innovating in this space. It, it's it's unknown territory, right? So we can, de- we can determine what we want to do. And I think the big hitters are doing that. Why are we not doing that too? And I think we're in the position where we started to do that as well. So who do I admire? The big hitters, but also a little bit us, because I think we're getting to the forefront of those technologies where we can start dictating where the future of OTT goes to. Definitely. Does connected TV development allow you to express your creativity? Yeah, 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 definitely. I think that's one of the reasons I enjoy connected TV development the most, because it's so niche. <laughs> it's, it's still very new. Mm-hmm. So again, developing these frameworks and everything, it allows me to create new ways of working. Like, no one ever thinks when they're doing web development on how to focus the right most card of a rail. No one ever has to think about that, but we do. And we have to think about how to interact uh, with a D-pad. We have to inter- think about how to interact with a very limited remote. Mm-hmm. We have to think about how to interact with your phone, maybe, in certain applications. No one else has to think about those things. We do. And that means that there's no rules out there. Yeah. We are creating those rules. We're setting those examples. And if that's not the definition of creativity, then I don't really know what it is. I don't think it is. Exactly. What's the greatest challenge when developing for Connected TV? Yeah, so I think the greatest challenge is also its greatest strength. It's, it's such a niche industry mm-hmm. uh, that it's, it's quite hard. If you get stuck on something, it's not that we can just go to Stack Overflow like 99% of all the developers out there in the world. Yeah. Uh, we actually have to figure it out by ourselves. We can get help, obviously, because our frameworks are built using technologies that are, are available for anyone out there. Mm-hmm. But the issues that we face nine out of ten times will be quite unique to us, quite peculiar. Yeah. So the greatest challenge probably is that is the lack of is the lack of help that's out there, and it's obviously that we're trying to improve and we're trying to become a source of truth for any other connected TV developers that are out there. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to provide that information so they don't get stuck in this journey. Yeah. And it's also that feeling of being part of, of growing something and being part of something that is, you're setting like the base yeah. for what's going to be just bigger and bigger. Yeah, exactly. As I mentioned earlier, I think we're in a very lucky and fortunate position as a company right now mm. that we are setting the standards for uh, TV development. We might not be setting the ones for the big hitters, but we're definitely in a position where we're learning from them learning from their mistakes and what they've done. Yeah. And we can apply that to smaller clients. In the future, everyone will need a TV offering if they want their content to be consumed. Exactly, yeah. And how, if, comparing to um, a more tradi- traditional digital agency, yeah. how challenging is it to learn to develop for connected TV apps rather than um, a, a standard just website? The, the reality is that a developer, if they can code in one language, if they can use one framework, they can learn how to use another because everything is transferable skills. Uh, it's just learning how to use the right tool for the right job. They need to learn how to do it and we can provide the learning for developers to do it. But the difference is, I think, is that they, there needs to be a very strong motivation or a very strong will to learn how to do this. And I think... The nice thing about TV development, at least for me as a developer and in my years that I've been at FX, is that it is very challenging, but it's very rewarding because you're doing something that a lot of people wouldn't be able to do even if they call themselves developers too. 
Um, how often do you use connected TV devices and apps? Uh, yeah, that's a bit of a hard question to answer because I try as much as I can not to when I'm outside of work, mainly because two things, right? So I spend my nine to five or whatever it may be working with screens. And the last thing I want to do is stay on more screens. So I try to do anything other than sitting down in a sofa watching TV. Uh, but also because I find myself QAing all these connected applications, right? So if I'm on, if I'm watching Netflix or I'm watching Disney Plus, I find myself just scrolling up the rails and r- right and left, trying to break the app or seeing how they've done something or seeing how the sidebar opens. Yeah. If there's one piece of advice that you would give a young person who wants to work in the uh, connected TV space, what would that advice be? Do it. It would just be do it. It'd mm-hmm. be get your hands dirty and, and learn about it. You have access to every platform in the world that has an offering on TV. So you have everything from the big hitters like we were talking about, like Netflix, to the very small hitters, like very minor applications that exist out there. Mm. It's very easy for anyone to just jump in and grab them. And I know that 90% of the global population mm. will go to Netflix or Amazon Prime or whichever application they decide to watch content yeah. and just do two clicks and decide what they're going to watch. But there's so much more to those applications. They're so rich. Mm. First piece of advice would be go and and imagine, just think how they've been done. Try to imagine how would you do something like that? Maybe you know how to do web development. Maybe you're very experienced with React. But think, what would you do if you were faced with, you don't have a mouse, you don't have a, you know, a touchpad or anything like that. Yeah. All you have is four directional controls. Mm-hmm. How do you create a web development, a, web, a website, just using that? Set yourself that challenge mm-hmm. that will make you think outside the box. And that... Even if you don't want to be in TV development, I give this advice to any developer out there yeah. because that's just going to change how you think and how you approach any problem because all developers do this, but everyone is just chained to certain ways of thinking and certain ways of approaching stuff yeah. that when you're forced to think outside the box, it changes your entire perspective. It changes how you see code. Like It's, it's almost like you become Neo in the Matrix and you start seeing the series and once it changes everything. So just challenge yourself to think, how would I approach this completely unique form of user experience and user interaction that the majority of the people are not used to or don't think about? What would be your absolute dream um, connected TV project or OTT project? It's a funny one because content-wise, I've been very lucky that I worked with a client that offers a lot of content I consume. So technically, I've worked with one of my dream clients already before. I think my dream project would be somewhere where we can explore a lot of content delivery systems. So not just video, but we also start exploring podcasts. We also start exploring how to integrate the internet of things into the connected TV applications. So how much can you use your phone to interact with what you're seeing on screen? How much can you use your computer? Like maybe even we can set up systems that if you're watching a certain film, the lights in your house change. We can we can go completely bonkers here. Um, <laughs> I think that for me, that's that's the dream. It doesn't really matter what the client is. It doesn't really matter what the content is. Yeah. The client just needs some, to be someone who's open to our ideas. Yeah. What's the most fulfilling aspect of your job? I would say there's three things that make my job amazing and something that I really like and I'm really passionate about. The first thing, as I mentioned before, is, is the people. Our culture is second to none. We can talk about work in a non-work way which is is very refreshing so then the second thing is the technology it's rare as a developer that you get to be at the forefront of a technology and developing these frameworks developing these 
technologies that hopefully in the future hundreds of thousands of people will use and developers will use and they will come up with things that I could have never imagined using the tools that we're giving them. Mm. That's very rewarding for me to do because you just want to empower people to do things that you can't even imagine right now and you want them to grow and use your tools to grow. Mm. And the last thing is, yeah, that, that thing we talked about earlier about ego of being able to say to your mates, yeah, I did that when, they, <laughs> when they're watching something on TV. It's always a nice ego boost. Um, yeah, the reach so yeah. is quite amazing. Yeah, I think I think those are the things that I enjoy the most about TV development. And it's something that I don't think you get in other types of development because you don't get to be at the forefront. You don't get to dictate the rules. Whereas here we do. We're dictating the rules and we're creating stuff that is completely new and that a lot of people have never even thought about before. Like, it's really hard to describe my job to people that are not in the industry. What we do, we, we basic, we're basically shaping the future of this industry and this market just by being here. Yeah. And I think what we're doing is making sure that the shape is the best it can be. How do you see FX Digital shaping the OTT and connected TV industry in years to come? Where do I see FX shaping this is that the developers that are working on this space are passionate developers that care on delivering the best products out there. And I think we're very much on the right track for doing that. We are truly creating the best products that exist out there for TV offerings. David, thanks for coming on today. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to us. The OTT Cast is an FX digital podcast. I'm your host, Linda Murphy-Erickson. A massive thank you to our guest, David Flores. Our editor and producer is Luke Nixon. Music from James Zeki Rose. Our executive producer is Ramsey Mwang. And assistant producer is Jay Haley.